Hey guys, it's Brittany Britt, back with another episode of Your Feelings Are Valued, and today we are going to be talking about persistent depressive disorder, also known as dysthemia. Persistent depressive disorder, also called dysthemia, is a continuous, long-term, chronic form of depress- depression. You may feel loss in- loss of interest in normal daily activities, feeling of hopelessness, lack of productivity, have low self-esteem, and an overall feeling of inadequacy. These feelings last for years and may significantly interfere with your relationship, schoolwork, and daily activities. If you have dysthemia, you may have a hard time being upset or happy, and people may describe you as having a gloomy personality constantly complaining or incapable of having fun that was just the overview i still have a page and a half left i mean i for one used to be in like the position where people used to say like i have a gloomy personality constantly complaining or incapable of having fun and I feel like everyone with depression goes through that at some point in their life whether you have persistent depressive disorders or or major depression or just any specific type of depression I feel like you go through it no matter what you have so Next, we are going to go more into depth on the loss of interest, daily activities, feeling hopeless, lack of productivity, have low self-esteem, and an overall feeling of inadequacy. Um, Are you really going to let a disorder define you? Because we were talking about this today in self-help class at my school, and the teacher was saying how in school, you get these labels put on you, and I feel like some people put those labels on you. Oh, you were diagnosed with depression. You have depression. You have this. You have that. You're always going to be depressed, and then I feel like we give in to the depression or the anxiety or the personality disorder or the bipolar. I feel like if somebody labeled you, then you're going to feel that way for the rest of your life, no matter if it was a little child who did it to you in pre-k first grade second grade third grade it starts in these early ages when people label you and some people can move past the label other people cuss them out other people just sit there and be like oh i'm this i'm that i'm this i'm that well crap if everyone just walked around like oh i have a label on my head okay We're just going to walk around with sticky notes on our head. That's basically what you're doing. You may as well just tattoo it to your forehead at this point. Because it's so obvious. And I'm not saying, like, nobody's done it. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, she said this about me? Am I really that way? Who cares? I don't. I mean, sometimes when I get in those moods where I'm like, I care. But... You've got to get to a certain point in your life when you're where you're like, okay, thanks for that label. I'm going to move past it and make a better meaning out of that label instead of living by the negative label that you've gave me. 
okay, bye. And that's when you cut her off. Okay, so the symptoms. Um, the intensities can change over time. It includes the loss of interest in daily activities, sadness, emptiness, or feeling down, hopelessness, tiredness, and lack of energy, low self-esteem, self-criticism, or feeling incapable, trouble concentrating, and trouble making decisions, and irritability, or excessive anger, decreased activity, effectiveness, productivity, avoidance of social activities, feeling of guilt, or and worries over past, poor appetite, or overeating, sleep problems, and those are just the symptoms that I jotted down off the website that I went on, and just think about it, there's probably so many more that will never be talked about, and you can go and look, and you can go and start what you want to do, like whether you want to start a podcast, tell people your story, that is what I'm encouraging you guys to do, is go start your podcast, or go tell your story, because there could be that little girl in third grade, and you could change that little girl's life, so let's talk about these symptoms for a little bit, so I'm looking at some of these, and I'm like, some people can't be diagnosed with this because at young ages we're we're given false hope of what we're supposed to look like. We're supposed to have that bikini body all year round. Don't you don't eat your bonbons. Don't eat your bonbons. Don't you eat that little Debbie because it'll make you gain forty calories, which will then turn into six thousand pounds. And God forbid. You have a little bump when you're wearing that bathing suit. God forbid. Who cares if I got a little bump? Who cares? I've seen so many people where I was watching a video the other day where this girl who was 18 had an eating disorder. And someone body... What is it? Um photoshopped her body and made her skinnier and sucked in her what she calls a pouch. I'm like, that's normal. Everyone has a pouch. Why are you photoshopping her body? It's disgusting what our society does right now. Like photoshopping someone's body just because they don't look like your idea of a perfect girl. Okay, so what? Don't look at me. Don't look at her. She has an eating disorder already. It's disgusting that you're going to Photoshop her body and make her feel bad. In the sense of, oh my god, she has just a little bit of a pouch. Okay? And you don't? And you don't? You don't want somebody to Photoshop your body if you have an eating disorder. It's rude. It's rude to do. Don't do it. And if someone did that to my friend or my mother or me, I would be very upset. And I can't imagine how she feels right now. 
It's just disgusting to me. So let's move on to the causes. Okay, so the causes are biological differences. People with persistent depressive disorders may have physical changes in their brains. The significance of these changes is still uncertain, but they may eventually help pinpoint cause causes. So there are a bunch of different causes for different disorders because different people live their lives differently and different people have different symptoms. So you kind of have to work around like, oh, this person had this symptom. Okay, let's write it down for that other person who's going to have this symptom. You know, you kind of just have to work around it. So the next cause is brain chemistry. Neurotransmitters are naturally occurring brain chemicals that are likely to play a role in depression. Recent researchers indicate that changes in the function and effect of these neurotransmitters and how they interact with the neurocircuits involved in maintaining mood stability may play a significant role in depression and could and its treatments. So different people's brains work differently. So everyone's treatment is going to be a little bit similar, a little bit different. And then everyone's mood stability is not going to be the same. No one has the same thought process. I mean, you can learn a type of way like other people, but you're never going to have the brain thought process going through depression. Like some people, it takes five years. Some people, it takes a lifetime. Some people, it takes two years. Some people, it takes a month. I mean, even a week, sometimes a day, a few days. So no one has or is going to have the same treatment as you or me or your best friend. No one's going to have the same treatment. The next one is inherited traits. Persistent depressive disorders appear to be more common in people whose blood relatives also have the condition. So then that goes into the type of genes they have, which we're going to talk about later in our causes. So researchers, this is the next one. Researchers are trying to find genes that may be involved in causing depression. Okay, the next section of the causes is life events. As with major depression, traumatic events such as the loss of a loved one, financial problems, or a high level of stress can trigger persistent depressive disorders in some people. So then that goes into you kind of go into that PTSD state where you're like, I loved that person. That was my safe person. Like, everyone has a safe person. And then when you lose that safe person, it's kind of like, what do I do? Who am I going to go to the restaurant with? Who's going to order for me? Who's going to help me order? Who's going to help me do this? Who's going to help me do that? And then it causes more stress. And then it causes the depression to get worse. So... There you go, a little science. Then this is 
the risk factors. This is completely different. We've moved on to risk factors. Okay, having a first degree relative with major depression disorders. So I feel like if you see your loved one going through depression, it can trigger something in you where it's like you see that person wallowing in their sadness and then you get upset because you don't want to see them wallowing that in that sadness anymore because it just breaks your heart because you love that person. You, you would hopefully, I think you would hopefully give them the shirt off your back. And then the next part of the risk factors is traumatic or stressful life events such as the loss of a loved one or financial problems. Personal traits that include negativity such as low self-esteem and being too dependent, um, self-critical. I mean, that goes into the symptoms again. Okay, history of other medical disorders such as personality disorders, complications, reduced quality of life, major depression, anxiety disorders, substance abuse, relationship difficulties and family conflicts, school and work problems and decreased productivity, chronic pain and general medical illness suicidal thoughts or behaviors, personal disorders, or other mental disorders. So I'm going to go back to the, where is it at? Chronic pain and general medical illnesses. So chronic pain, from what I've learned or from what I've actually heard, chronic pain is like this pain that just don't won't go away. And... It doesn't help with depression because that pain is constantly there, whether it's a physical pain, a mental pain, and it's always constantly there. So it's not being beneficial to your depression, and you're having to relive it, and you're reliving it, and reliving it over and over and over again. So from what I understand, that's what chronic pain is, and it doesn't help with depression. That's what I've learned. So, let's see. Um, let me see which one I want to touch up on again. Reduced quality of life. Like I said last week on our episode um, of major depression, I think I said something along the lines of being lazy in your house, what does that do for you? Congratulations, you made a dent in your bed. You cleared out your pantry. What are you going to do now? Are we moving to the freezer or are we going to ask for help? You know, our bed can't help us. I mean, Sleep, for some people, are just an escape from the the depression. I know I went through that, where sleep was just an escape. And then I started getting woken up in the middle of the night. And I was like, okay, it's no longer an escape. I gotta deal with this. You gotta get help. You gotta get into some healing. Before you lose your feelings, if you know what I mean. If you know, you know. 
So, what we can do to hopefully help prevent this is take steps to control stress. As in, if social media stresses you out, if you got an Apple phone, you can go into your settings and you can click the little button that says limit my time on social media. And I would do it. Go ahead and click it. So, uh, other things that can stress you out, whether it's your family, go walk away whenever they start to have their little, their little moments. Go take a walk. Go get in your car. Drive to Taco Bell if you are of age to drive. I mean, Taco Bell is a very good comfort food to me. Whether you want to go to Burger King or McDonald's or whatever you want to eat. Whatever is your comfort food, if you need it, you go get it, baby. If you need it, you go get it. It is completely up to you. So, uh, anything that basically stresses you out, don't do it. Because that can worsen the depression. Reach out to family. If your family in the cause of your depression, they can help you, baby. I promise. I promise. It'll help just interacting with another person instead of sitting in your thoughts and sitting in your bed making that dent for them once again. Wondering, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? She said this and this about me. Why are you still letting Regina George, your Regina George from your past, still live in your head rent-free? Raise the rent, like I said last episode. Raise the rent. Kick her out. Okay? Okay? Do you feel me knocking? Do you feel me? Okay, good, you feel me. Get treatment at earliest sign of problem. If all of these other ones don't work for you, you may want to visit a therapist. They're not paid to think you're crazy. Okay? If you don't want to be on medicine, tell them, hey, I don't want to be on medication. Can I just have the therapy part of it? Or even go to a group that's going through the same thing you're going through. Where they talk about their experiences. That can better you for the good benefit if you don't want to go to a therapist. And then consider long-term maintenance treatment. Like I said, go to a group. Go to, your, go to a therapist if you want. But it's just depending on what treatment works best for you. And I mean, journaling can work. Um, walking, listening to music. But now, depending on which genre of music you're listening to. I know some of y'all are like, I'll listen to music to try and help me. And then y'all listening to, please let me die. Please just kill me now. Why are you listening to the music and wondering, oh, why am I depressed? That's why. Turn it off. Play you some happy music. Do what you gotta do. But it's time to get out your feelings and get into some healing. Do you feel me? Do you feel me? If you don't, I'm sorry. I don't know that I can do any more. Explaining. I mean, you got to just get out of it. I mean, I know it's hard because you're wondering, how do I get out of it? Well, 
it starts with you saying no to crack. Kick Regina George out of your rent. Get up out of your bed that's got a dent in it. Make it. Go get you a nice J-O-B. And stop cleaning out your pantry because you stress eating. There ain't no point in stress eating. There ain't no point in stressing over Billy Bob, who you wanted to take on a date last week, and he rejected you. There ain't no reason to get depressed over Regina George in high school saying you was ugly and you got all this plastic surgery and silicone's gonna shoot out of your booty. There ain't no reason to be stress eating for her. You don't need to gain those 450 pounds of eating those bonbons and little Debbies and your, your um, Jimmy John's and whatever else you want to eat. There ain't no reason. The best way to get payback is to show them you living your best life. Don't block them. Let them see your success and watch them come flooding into your DMs saying, Oh, I'm sorry for what I said to you in high school. Can you ever forgive me? That's when you say yes, but I'm not going to let you into my heart because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time, man, I'm just plain dumb. I mean, you got to forgive people for the benefit of you and hopefully you can do that and you're not that hurt by it. I mean, I know it hurts for someone to say you got those big lips from plastic surgery or you got this and that from this and you, you've gained 14 pounds this weekend. Okay, let me gain my 14 pounds and you stay over there on your diet that you're going to break in about a week because you ain't got no self-control. At least I got self-control. Because once you get off that diet, baby, you're going to gain 140 pounds. Because you're going to be eating all them little Debbies that you've been missing out on. So let me eat my little Debbie, gain my 14 pounds, and walk it back off. And then gain it again. Let me live my life. And you mind your own business. M-Y-O-B. Mind your own business. Stay on your side of the boat, I'll stay on mine. Okay? Okay. Glad we understand each other. I mean, you gotta stop letting people label you and label yourself as a good person. Label yourself with good things. And if you have to, put sticky notes all up around your house saying, I'm this girl, you look good today. And if you have to, cover up the mirrors because I know that's where y'all y'all find all those big flaws that y'all apparently have, quote-unquote. But, I mean, all I'm saying is, is why are you going to let her live in your head rent-free? There ain't no reason to. All right. We understand each other. We got a good understanding. All right. All right. Once again, if you have a feeling of loss or hopelessness, you can call the National Helpline 1-800-662-HELP. All right, you are needed in this world.
Everyone's here for a purpose. All right. You are needed. All right. Bye.